0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Toilet Podcast. This is your host, Ra. I know it's been so long since you've heard my voice, but you know, I've been out here in these streets Mm -hmm. trying to get my shit together. And um, it's still not together, but nonetheless, (laughs) I'm back. And today I have T with me. Um, T is a creative producer. Um, She is... The founder of just tea which is a creative collective and she also just launched a magazine called forward in yes. collaboration with brainwash media yes. and she is here with me today so tea please introduce yourself and say hi to the toilet podcast
1: hi toilet podcast
0: guests
1: <laughs> and all listeners um i am tea aka your favorite cup Oof. On Instagram and Twitter. Wait, say
0: that again? <laughs> she said aka your favorite cup.
1: Yes, that's okay. me. I love that. Ginger right now.
0: Okay. <laughs> Alright. So every day is a different flavor.
1: I feel like it. Whenever my mood gives you a different taste, a little different brew.
0: Okay, so if you could pick a tea,
1: yeah.
0: Which would be like the closest one to like what you feel like you are? Cause I drink tea all the time. Yeah. And it switches.
1: Um Ginger, ginger, yeah, yeah, okay, ginger for sure, just because it's calming, okay, it's detoxing, hello, hella detoxing. Hello. <laughs> um,
0: and it just feels good, yeah, it does. I love ginger tea, yeah, and peppermint tea, yeah,
1: it's my go to,
0: yeah, peppermint is my go to, definitely. Cool, so welcome to the toilet podcast. Yes. Um, before we start, we yes. always do this thing where like the guest has to flush out one thing that's on their mind. That's something you want to talk about. That's <sighs> something you want to release. If you got a lot you want to talk about, feel free to just give it Spit all to us. But you know, flush your shit. So, what mm-hmm. you got on your mind today?
1: Um, I guess grief. Oof. Hmm definitely grief Mm. right now in all things um, the body, the mind, the soul the activity, the experience Mm. I feel like in this moment in time like right now presently I am dealing with a lot of different grief from different aspects Mm. and I don't know how to mourn and be happy Mm. and as I'm giving birth to something but like mourning death of other things Mm. I'm in that weird gray area Mm
0: -hmm.
1: of like what the fuck do I do wait can I curse you curse curse. curse. (laughs) um so that's where I'm at right now that's what's on my mind
0: um do you mind me asking what what is dying and what are you birthing
1: okay so um as you mentioned before I co collabed on a magazine Mm -hmm. um with brainwash media um and it's taking about a year for it to be birthed. Mm-hmm. So that whole transition of giving birth and like, you know, like having an actual child, I really felt that motion mm-hmm. with, um, kind of creating this project mm-hmm. and bringing it to fruition. And then, um, I'm also going through the loss of someone in my family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which happened so immediately. It wasn't really expected. Mm-hmm. So, at the same time of that, and then one of my cousins, who's just, like, one of my best friends, she um, she's having a baby. Oh, wow. And then my best friends are having a baby. Oh, wow. So, it's just, like, a lot of, <laughs> you know, like, giving of life, but also taking it's away amazing. and just trying to figure out, like, how to, like, be happy in between all of
0: that. Mm. That's powerful. <laughs> yeah. um, and how do you grieve? Like, for oh. me, um, I, like... I could have shut down. Yeah. But I know people do it different ways. So how, yeah. do, how do you grieve?
1: Um, so for me right now, when it comes to the body, this is my first death mm-hmm. in a really long time that's mm-hmm. personal, that's mm-hmm. really close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually, being that I live in London now, it, the grieving process is a little different because I'm not really active around like my family. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. have the opportunity to like really feel it in ways that they do. But Mm -hmm. for me, it's a lot of, I need people around me. Mm -hmm. Not really talking about the actual thing, but Mm -hmm. just, like, focusing on things that are just positive or Mm -hmm. our daily lives. Mm -hmm. But um, I cry a lot. Mm -hmm. I cry a lot. Mm -hmm. I try to be active, though, in that process. But again, it's just so fresh Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I don't even, I couldn't even pinpoint what grieving really looks like. Yeah, I just death. know it's a lot of thinking. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> grief.
0: Gr- grieving is, like, heavy. Yeah. It literally, like, takes over. And especially in dealing with death, it's like, it never goes away. Yeah. It's like, one day, you're good. You right. know, like, you don't feel anything. You don't think about the person. You don't miss them. Right, and right. then one day you wake up and you're just like, God. Right. So, I feel that. Definitely. And even in grieving, like, like right now, I'm also in the same space of... Um, not necessarily grieving losses, but almost, like, grieving, like, I can't explain it, it's really weird, but I yeah. feel like I've been, like, thinking about how I've kind of, like, not given myself the opportunity to be who I can really be, you know right. what I'm saying? And, like, taking a step back right. and thinking about all the opportunities that I, like, could have stepped up on that I didn't step, on, on, step up on. Definitely. And, like, I don't know. It's, like, I just realized that, like, I've done so many things out of fear. Right. Right. And I'm, like, almost mad at myself. I'm just, like, girl, like, why did you do that? But it's, like i'm also not actively working towards changing that so i've just been stuck in the space where it's like i'm just like upset right but i'm not really changing it
1: right you know so you're you're grieving
0: that yeah
1: yeah yeah i can definitely feel that i feel like 2019 in general for a lot of people not just for me has been like grieving of self yes Yes. shedding of skin and like old ways and habits and um that's another thing I guess we can talk about and just like that's another way of just like grieving but
0: also giving birth to like the new self and new possibilities and just being open to you know what's possible because a lot of times it's like we limit ourselves we're like this is me I'm this way this is what I do like this is what everybody knows me for but Mm -hmm. I think that we all have so much more to offer but I think sometimes like fear holds us back a lot well, not, I think I know it yeah. holds us back a lot, and um, yes, I just been thinking about that a lot lately, and I think it's it's happening at a good time. So, twenty twenty is coming, and yeah, we about to go the fuck off.
1: It's a whole <laughs> like, new decade. <laughs> it's a
0: whole new decade. Do you remember nineteen ninety nine? I think people thought the world was going to end in like two thousand.
1: Two K was a real thing that we were scared about. Yeah, yeah, Um yeah. I just actually remember being in Jamaica and seeing like. We put, like Christmas lights up in the summertime, and it was like, "Why two K?" And then people were like, "Legit prepping, but like celebrating that the world
0: could possibly that's, end." That's 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 intense. <laughs> Jamaicans are crazy, though. Listen, I, I love Jamaicans; they're very like just themselves, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, it is a new decade, and I don't know. It's I think everybody's been having the conversation of wanting to be better. Yeah, so I think this whole grieving for me is happening at a good time. Because, again, like, I'm trying to go the fuck off. But I think we all say that whenever the year is about to end. No, and then in 2020, like was... we're going to be like, um, um... next year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this year also flew by so fast. So even if it's, like, next year, at least you're still, like, constantly planning towards something. Mm-hmm. As long as you keep... I mean, it sounds crazy, but as long as you keep on going towards something, like, mm-hmm. even if you don't start it today or tomorrow or in five months, mm-hmm. the fact that you still have that mm-hmm. thought in your head, mm-hmm. I think we don't give ourselves enough credit yeah. for that thought.
0: That's true. Yeah, I think that for me, too, why I don't like to think in that way is because I'm a person who lost a plan. So like, yeah. and I also have this idea of like, okay, I'm going to think about this idea for a long time until it feels right or until the right moment comes. Right. But then you're sitting on something for like 10 years and you're just like, wait, like when was the right moment? <laughs> <laughs> so I like to, um, for this new year, I'm trying to like, I guess, tap into like being more impulsive maybe mm. and just like getting shit done as opposed to just like being like, okay, on it. yeah, I'm going to just think about this yeah, and think about it. And no, that's
1: good. Life impulsive with just like action and reaction
0: and And not even impulsive just being active i guess actively like working towards like getting your shit done right yeah so no i fuck with it
1: yeah that's definitely necessary
0: yeah okay cool thank you for sharing that with us you got me thinking a lot um (laughs) all right so let's get into who you are okay and how you got here okay so the first question i want to ask you is what was it like growing up in your family, in school, and how have those experiences kind of like even molded you as a person today?
1: Mm, okay. So I am Jamaican first. Well, I'm American first, grew up in a Jamaican background with a Rastafarian dad. That sounds lit. Yeah. <laughs> a British mom.
0: That sounds hella lit.
1: Um, I grew up in a very Christian home as well, even though my dad was Rastafarian. But I lived with my mom and my sister down south in Florida. I'm from the age of seven, so I grew up in the suburbs. Mm. So I would say I was really cultured in the sense of my identity Mm. through heritage. Mm. And then I was exposed to American culture and the way we think we're supposed to be or they they want us to be like that step-frog wide like picket fence mm. like so you have like the
0: american dream kind of situation you would say right? Uh-huh. i guess
1: you could say so i have that background as well um it molded me for the best i feel like mm-hmm. because i would say i'm really worldly that i can travel anywhere or i can i can communicate with a lot of different mm-hmm. people on different levels mm-hmm. because i have um, all these like different dynamics to me when mm-hmm. it comes to personality and what I've been exposed to. Mm-hmm. So I'm one, one of nine. I have nine brothers and sisters. Wow!
0: And yeah. are you in the in the at the top, in the middle, and like the bottom?
1: Six. Oh, okay. Literally, so I'm like the middle child-ish. Okay. Like literally, dad, so like four years younger than the like older crowd. Okay. Like four years. Wait, four, year, four years younger and then four years older so i'm like directly in the middle
0: did you ever feel like you got lost in the mix oh for sure yeah.
1: like i didn't know who i needed to like be around yeah like, it was too young for my older siblings so they like pushed me to the side yeah and then i had to be like a big sister to them yeah. and, but it wasn't really like oh like let's all be friends or, yeah like, let's all like have like this bond it's like oh well, you're my older sister
0: so i can't right
1: When we were younger, we don't know how to deal with certain personalities, especially when it comes to a big household. So I felt like a lot of our personalities, like, clashed. Mm -hmm. And because I couldn't understand my older siblings, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we always want that big sister or that Mm -hmm. big brother relationship, I was yearning for a lot of it, but I was also very observant of, like, how they were treating us indirectly Mm -hmm. or me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like when I was younger... Because I observed more I was quiet more mm, so and you I, were kind of just watching it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I grew up really quiet but then like as I got older how I interacted with people was just very estranged. like mm-hmm. I didn't know how to communicate well with certain people like mm-hmm. my superiors or or I hold um a lot of value on someone else's like oper- or like um, opinion mm-hmm. and thoughts and stuff mm-hmm. versus someone else's just because of like their hierarchy like where they stood in my life Mm
0: -hmm. and i'm like that too like i i grew up um Mm -hmm. i feel like i have this thing like as african like you have to respect the elder
1: right
0: and i have that thing where like when i go outside like when i see people who are older than me i automatically like assume that like they can guide me or like i kind of find myself taking a step back and giving them the leeway not understanding that like that doesn't matter no in a lot of cases like it just doesn't matter and i always have to be like yo like this person's older than you but like right, right. sometimes it's just like yeah you're an adult but you are actually a child girl. yeah yeah and it's crazy because like the older i'm getting the more i look at adults as like kids like yeah. you're able to see the child in an adult yes. and it's so creepy yeah because it's just it like is... you're legit a child yeah
1: <laughs> like no, 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 it's no. creepy i've had conversations with like adults in my life where i'm just like You look at me as beneath you, but we're literally right here. Yeah. Or or I'm a little bit like, yeah. Yeah, we have
0: all the same responsibilities now. Yeah. But even mentally, like, I think this generation is so much more aware. Mm-hmm. And we're like constantly like digging. And we have the time in the space. I feel like a lot of the older generation had to worry about, you know, taking care of bills and like working and stuff like that. We mm-hmm. have the leisure to dig and like get to know ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, people believe in zodiacs and like yeah. we have that. And a lot of people yeah. use that as a resource. Right. So we're able to, I don't know, we're just different.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, not only that, I just feel like. We're learning, or we're being more aware of our consciousness now. Like mental health and self care Mm -hmm. and all these things of just well being is becoming more prominent in our culture Mm -hmm. and in our Mm -hmm. generation.
0: Especially in the black community and the African diaspora. Like, that's a conversation that's constantly being had by this generation to the point where now, even like I see older folks talking about it and putting more value on it. And I think that's really powerful because that's the only way we're going to be able to, like, provide something better for the next generation right you know like Which
1: i'm all that's something i'm really focused on yeah now. yeah literally yeah.
0: being better for like the kids that i bring into this world hopefully right. someday <laughs> Legacies, <laughs> legacy legacy yes. man Yeah. um all right so so okay so you talked about how you didn't know how to communicate what happened that would shift it how you were um, um and how what happened and how did you learn to improve that communication and kind of like step mm, into your own definitely so it was a lot of damage
1: before it came to like who I am today i felt like okay so i was being a little rejected by like my household but like when i got into high school and middle school um, grew, being that I grew up in the suburbs there's not like a lot of like black mm-hmm. kids so like being the black kid of course comes with the stereotype being mm-hmm. loud and being the party you know, and being the crazy one mm-hmm. so I embodied that really fast and oh, wow. um, of course I gained like a lot of friends and I was like you know like like the class clown yeah. and all the things and it was great for while it lasted, mm-hmm. um, up until high school, I did yearbook for four years. Mm-hmm. So then I knew everyone and I was like, okay, i really social. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny. Like that's when like my sweet sixteen was like a thing. Oh wow. So like, I did like a really big party. <laughs> so like, that's how I kind of broke into like learning how to speak freely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until I went to college when I went to FAMU for like two years. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until then where it really tested who I was in high school versus mm-hmm. who I am like being an adult. Like I was so sociable and like like the cl- or like the life of the party there because I was like big fish in small pond. Mm-hmm. Then going to an all black mm-hmm. college, mm-hmm. it was just like I became that mute girl again. Yeah, because we're now all competing mm-hmm. against each other in different ways and there's different social. Scenes Mm -hmm. within black Mm -hmm. these black Mm -hmm. schools, Mm -hmm. I'm just like whoa, like what is this? This is not what I'm used to. So I became like kind of mute again. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was supposed to be like a dentist. I was going to school for biology, like yeah, all these things. (laughs) So like it just it wasn't aligned, anyways. um, Until I moved to New York, I was like, I want to do business. I want to do fashion. Um, And as you know, because you're also in like that scene, Mm -hmm. like if you don't speak the fuck up, you'll get chewed the fuck out. Right? Period. So. Period. Uh, period. If you don't
0: speak the fuck up, <laughs> you will get chewed the fuck out. <laughs>
1: you know? Yeah. That's
0: period. just what it is. Yeah. That's
1: literally what it is. So I had to learn that really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, you know, working with like all these head honchos and like all these big like PR companies mm-hmm. and working with big budgets. And even if you're just the intern, mm-hmm. cause I was like a serial intern for a really long time. So fucking serial so. <laughs> Um, yeah. It's good though. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah it helps you. It is. Um yeah again like starting to sweat and starting to get like anxiety to talk to certain people but i was like no i can't do this anymore like Mm -hmm. i'm harming myself and it 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 took me i've been in new york for six years after leaving florida Mm -hmm. and it took me like probably the last two years Mm -hmm. of just like i need to speak the fuck up Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. or i'm not gonna last Mm -hmm. absolutely but also not speaking like speaking up in certain rooms allowed me to kind of venture into what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it's really
0: about knowing when to speak up and when, right. when to take a step back. Right. I was an RA and I remember we had training and we used to call it like move up, move down. Mm-hmm. So like making space for other people to kind of like take the lead and you taking a step back and learning something from them and then you making space for yourself to take the lead and like, right. you know, so right. yeah, that's exactly. very important. Yeah. 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 So okay. So you um, you were an intern. So you were going to be a dentist, right? Uh-huh. And then you you moved to New York City. Right. What prompted that move? Like, was it like something like, "Oh, I'm going to pack my car and drive down"? Yeah. And <laughs> no. Listen, I see. Um. Okay. To be really
1: extremely honest, so like I'm pretty sure it's like this in like the African household. Like when you leave high school, you need to be a doctor or mm-hmm. some prestigious. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And going into college, I was just like, oh, like, my parents are pressuring me to be some kind of doctor. Like, I guess I'll be a dentist because I love teeth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew that I was always sociable. Um, Like, I used to, like, coding. I used to to do all this artsy, like, stuff in high school. And I kind of lost talent. I lost those, like, talents when I was pursuing biology. And I was dating this guy at the time. And you know, two years into it, like, I fell in love with him. We were, like, planning our life. I was, like, actually, I don't think I want to be a dentist. He's, like, why don't you do fashion? This was, like, before the whole thing happened. But <laughs> so I was just, like, mm, yeah, I'll, I'll probably do fashion. It's not, like, a real big thing. I prompted to my family, like, no, you just want to, like, work in retail for the rest of your life. So long story short, him and I ended up breaking up. And that yeah. kind of, like, really pushed yeah. me to leave. Yeah. And I came to New York one summer, and my dad's really strict. So, like, I grew up in Queens, so he never really allowed us to go to the city without him Mm. or if it wasn't shopping, like, or going to a museum or something that that was, like, very closed, like, to, like, where it's safe Mm. for us. Mm. Um, I wasn't going, so I, like, snuck to the city with one of my younger sisters, and I was like, yeah, like, I want to be in fashion. Um, So then him and I broke up. It was a really bad breakup Mm. and then I just started looking for internships online Mm -hmm. and I found one on free fashion internships I don't know if that's still a thing (laughs) but that was definitely the plug back in the day um and I called them had a phone interview and by the end of the day they're like yeah well like how are you for the internship by the end of the week I booked a one-way and by January I was here and that was in 2013
0: wow when was I in 2013 I was graduating from high school wow yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah wow yeah so <laughs> and um, wow that
1: was my transition to New York so overall a bad breakup and him it's always a breakup but you know what I thank him all the time and he hates it yeah like, thank you yeah. for doing the shit you did. Cause yeah. I wouldn't be here in London. I would not be going to Ghana to yeah. turn up. Yeah. I wouldn't be in fashion. I wouldn't do entertainment. I wouldn't do any of I wouldn't be who I was. If he didn't do the things he did, I think I'd be like a country bunkin' mowing the lawn, three Holy kids. <laughs> so so uh
0: thank you for cheating on her? <laughs> thank you. I didn't want to say <laughs> you would never say that, but like you. you never thank you Thanks. for cheating on her. Um you definitely Shout out to you. Shout out to you, man. Wow. Well, yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. um, so you started interning in fashion. Um, I've been an intern. I've interned in a lot of different places. I've interned in nonprofits, I've interned at the Clinton Foundation, <laughs> I've interned at PR firms, I've interned at media companies. Yeah. Um What was your experience like being an intern, especially because I think as an intern like you kind of have to Take a step back oh, and like observe everything. Back. You yeah, you gotta sit your ass down. Yeah, <laughs> like you gotta sit down. Yeah. What was your intern experience like overall in the fashion industry, and what would you have done differently, mm, or see. or even if you have like, yeah, what would you have done differently? Okay, I, I want to hear that.
1: Okay, so I feel like for me, interning was one of the greatest experiences that. I could have had Mm. or have because I I would do it still if Mm. I had the opportunity to if I had the money and the funds to fund myself Mm. but um I think what I learned from it was to again be observant Mm -hmm. and take in and soak in every single Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. every Mm -hmm. gesture every every motive every Mm -hmm. note and I think I took advantage of that Cause that's how I kind of cultivated um, cultivated just tea mm-hmm. was being a serial intern and all the services that or all the things that, and skills that I've learned in my mm-hmm. internship is what I implemented into my business. Because
0: mm-hmm. being an intern gives you an opportunity to understand the framework, right? Especially if you're able to work with different folks in a company, you're able to understand how each person plays a part, in- right? Growing a company. It, it teaches you operations. Yes, it teaches it
1: you uh-huh. um, verbiage and, like, how to communicate yes. with media lists. All, like, yeah. just, like, any little thing. Because mm-hmm. I have my own consultancy, mm-hmm. collective, mm-hmm. where I'm doing, like, PR, digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been any kind of intern, you name it, within fashion and entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I just combine that now. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if I was to go back into time and do it all over again is... I think I would secure myself more within my skin. Mm, because a lot of the times I was the only black girl mm-hmm. or black woman um interning and I felt the pressure from my peers mm. because they were moving so fast and like you know really kissing ass I'm like I never wanted to kiss ass. Mm
0: listen (laughs) Listen. (laughs) like that's not why i'm here yeah yeah um okay i'll do
1: the little bitch work yeah i'll go get your coffee Mm -hmm. whatever but teach me something yeah like i I shouldn't have like we're here but that was also my downfall because Mm -hmm. like i played the part of just still being beneath Mm -hmm. even though i knew that we were here
0: I'm, i'm here with you i'm literally here with you because i have the same experiences where it's just like i i don't I don't know how to kiss ass. Like it's just and I don't know if it's even kissing ass. Maybe it just feels like that to us. Right. Um but yeah, like I don't know how to like pretend that I am interested when I'm not interested. Right. Um you're not going to disrespect me just exactly. because I'm an intern. Um Yeah, but it's like because of that people you lose out on opportunities. Definitely. But I feel like integrity is important to me. And sometimes I'm just like, okay, I have to check my ego. No, no, I definitely check the ego. Always. I have to check my I ego. I still know
1: my place. And that's a good yeah. thing. Because, yeah. like, and what I do take is, like, even though I may not land the job, mm-hmm. you're still going to respect me for my work ethic. Yeah. Any company that I ever intern for, mm-hmm. I can still walk up into mm-hmm. that space. Same. Same. No
0: problem. Yeah. OT,
1: how are you doing? Yeah. Let me know if yeah. there's anything you need.
0: Yeah, there's still respect there. Like, Definitely. There's no, like, respect. it's not like you're. we're walking up to your, to the boss, like, F you, you're not about to talk to no. me like that. It's just having this demeanor of just, like, but you will respect me. Yeah, though. a full circle
1: story. My first internship, the one that I just told you about that I got over the phone. My boss at the time, this was six years ago, Mm. got me my gig at Depop. Wow. Literally ran into him in London in the wine aisle and was just like... Get out. Yeah. Wow. And it was keeping that relationship
0: or having a good rapport. Even though I wasn't the quickest and the swiftest and the whatever, I always did my job. Job, yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Like, No matter what, just as long as you do your job and you do it well, that's your track record. Right. Yeah, you're not going to kiss ass. Yeah, you're not going to be the first one to get the job, but just making sure that when you leave that space, people have a good... You have a good rapport with the people exactly. there and they're able to say good things about you. Exactly, That's very, very important. Super so important. important. Now, let's talk about your creative process. Sure. Um, you are... You have your own consultancy agency called Just T. Yes. Um, talk to me about how you went from... And intern and how you gain the confidence within your skills, your abilities to like now be like, hey, like I'm gonna start my own agency and what exactly. your creative process looks like because, as a creative, it's just hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, especially when you are an overthinker because I feel like being a creative is also going back to the conversation we we're having earlier. It's almost like giving birth.
1: Yeah, it's constant birth. I have many children. Birth constant many children no i have wait it's not many i I have multiple children (laughs) right right i give birth all the time all the time and Mm. nurturing i'm my purpose in life that i'm now like really holding on to is i am a natural nurturer Mm. to ideas Mm. to people Mm -hmm. to experiences Mm -hmm. that is my purpose Mm -hmm.
0: That's a beautiful purpose to have. Yeah. And how, how, um, okay, I know we're talking about the creative, but I also <laughs> want to know like, sometimes when you're a nurturer, you attract people who are like, I guess, healing or like in their baggage.
1: Yes. How Emotional do dump. you,
0: it, literally, like, you're like a garbage? Like, people just dump shit on you all the time as a nurturer who's, like, that's innately something that you do, how do you, like, set boundaries? Like, how do you protect yourself? How do you take care of yourself? Mm.
1: So I'm still working on that. Yeah. Because I'm just learning about these healing properties that I have. Mm. Like, I've always had it. Like, no, I've always recognized it, but Mm -hmm. this is the first time I'm taking action and putting a label on it and, like, identifying Mm -hmm, it. putting mm -hmm. that, like part of my identity like mm. having that mm. so right now it's like I can give as much like even with this like I'm giving and I'm giving and I'm pouring mm. and we're pouring into each other mm. we're feeding off and then I'm gonna like mm. like break away mm. and like step back mm. a little bit mm. and just like focus back on myself mm. or I'll just watch a movie or just like do something that's really distracting mm. that
0: my mind is kind of just like kind of fogged out. Of. Do you find that, like, you're... This sounds bad, but do you sound find that you're taken advantage of because you are a nurturer? Like, yes. have you ever been in situations... All the time. ...where, like, you feel like... And how do you deal with that? Do you communicate with people? Do you just, you know... Because also, you can... It's easy to feel guilty. Yeah. Like, it's easy to feel guilty, and especially when you love and care about people, it's hard to say no.
1: It's hard for me to say no, but... I, for all the things that's happened to me in my life, I've always been optimistic. Mm. So even if I'm being taken advantage of, Mm. karma's a fucking bitch. (laughs) And not to say that I'm waiting on karma to hit you or whatever, but I just know that like, again, this is very new for me. It was just like, I have to know that it's not personal Mm. and then I am. God sent to mm. get, have this person come to me in this whatever light and whatever whatever process they are at, mm. and I have to realize like like okay, like yes, I can give them information and nurture them, but I have to learn that when it's time to let go, like it's time to let go like it doesn't come with anything because that that separates who you are from being a kind person and like a nice a nice person mm. and I'd rather be kind mm. because if I'm kind, I'm just giving without wanting to receive. Mm.
0: And is this something you've like been able to, I guess, because I've I've been I've been trying to process that. Is this something mm. now you're able to vocalize? Have you always understood it to be like kind versus nice? Or did you feel like you were just being selfish before?
1: Um, because- I feel like I was more selfless than I was selfish. Mm. And then if I was ever selfish, it was just like I don't know. I don't get like this jealousy thing about me, but it's just like I'm like, I've done for you. Like, mm-hmm. why are you acting like mm-hmm. this? Or mm-hmm. like, why are you doing this to me? Mm-hmm. Or like, why aren't you giving me what I'm giving to you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know if I should call it jealousy, but it's just like this tick of just it's like, like an
0: expectation kind of yeah. Because yeah, it's like I I wouldn't I wouldn't do it like that. So right. why are you doing me like
1: that? So yeah. I'm learning on creating those boundaries, yeah. um, especially when it comes to like clients and stuff. I'm very more detailed in contracts. Mm-hmm. And I'm always, like, wanting to be, like, the client's friend because it's just a smoother transition for me in my work. Mm-hmm. But I'm also realizing that once you give that person that leeway, mm-hmm. um, they literally, the ball's in their court. Yeah,
0: and they literally just
1: right. go off So it. I'm learning to be vulnerable, but also be stern in my vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like, be confident in my vulnerability mm-hmm. and learn that, like, this is me, but you're not about to take advantage of mm-hmm. me because I know my- I'm so confident in myself mm-hmm. that I will still fuck you up,
0: for real. Period. Right. Period. Um, all right. So, now, dating in New yes. York City. I don't date. getting <laughs> um, it out there, I yeah. don't, she doesn't date. Dating in New York City, I don't date. Um, <laughs> I don't have a love life. Why? Um, I feel like I have to- or I've been in the process of deciding what love and intimacy and not even intimacy. I guess I've just been in the process of deciding what love means to me and like what connection means to me. So I don't know what I want. So I just feel like this is a waste of time. So I just just been to myself in solitude, yeah, thinking about it, working through it and figuring it out.
1: I mean, so, that's more I to, That's actually very commendable because mm-hmm. I feel like we get pressured so much yeah. into dating. And yeah. me being from the South, like, we all have the this small-town mentality of, like, we need to find our life partner yes, and every guy. I, we need to date to marry and all
0: this stuff. Like, I'm African. I should have been married, like, when I was 13, according I mean, to my crazy. family. And um, it hasn't happened. And, and I'm literally fine with it. Um... Because I've seen so much of what I don't want in my man, I feel like I never really thought about what I wanted in the person, right? Mm. So, it's always like, oh, no, I'm not going to put up with that. Oh, no, I'm not going to put up with that. And I have to, I had to learn how to, like, flip it and be like, okay, I'm not going to put up with that, but what am I going to put up with? And I right. find that I don't really, I didn't really have a clear answer of that. Yeah. So i'm mm. just chilling yeah but yeah how was it
1: feel? <laughs> uh i mean uh, dating in nyc has been a journey okay to say the least again so i moved here off the strength of a bad breakup mm-hmm. so i was very vulnerable in the beginning where i was just like messing around and fucking around with different guys at one time and it was just like it was fun for a really long time, and then I'm just like, okay, like this has to end mm. at some point. But I was very young still; it was like 24 when I met like this buck boy. Fuck you! Wow. Met this buck boy <laughs> <laughs> who fucked um, with my head for a really long time. I think we were like in a situationship mm. for about two years until I met someone else who I was in a relationship with for almost
0: going on like four years. Oh wow.
1: Yeah. Four years going on
0: holy shit like four years i don't even know anybody who's been in a relationship for six months like i feel like in the society that we live in people are constantly like cycling through so shout out to you
1: i mean i think it goes back to that whole nurturing thing yeah i have a really bad tendency of nurturing Mm -hmm. my my men Mm -hmm. as if they were my sons Mm -hmm. And taking on mommy role and you know like life partner role and like all these different like wearing all these different hats mm-hmm. and right now I, you know no I don't I don't want to wear a hat anymore yeah like you know like I just want to focus I spent I feel like I spent a lot of my twenties mm-hmm. just dealing with mon and I'm just like uh oh, like you know I deserve more than yeah. just that narrative yeah. at ah. this point you know yeah so like. I'm going through a transition where I'm just like, okay, like, let's take it back. Mm -hmm. Like, wind that clock a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, like, seeing it for what it needs to be right now. Not what I actually want. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now, what I want is myself. I feel like I've hit rock bottom multiple times, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, Because my biggest creations... Come from hitting rock yeah. bottom. Yeah. My biggest opportunities come from hitting mm-hmm. rock bottom, mm-hmm. um, and it's necessary for the process. Mm-hmm.
0: I was gonna ask you, what is the? I was gonna say, what is the rockiest bottom you've ever hit? But I don't even Ooh. think that's a word. Like, but you know, in the twenty years you've been living, like, what is the like that moment where it's just like, bro, like, I can't do this shit. Mm-hmm. And okay. how are you able to like pull yourself out of that? Or just one of the wackiest bottoms. I don't know. Okay. Um,
1: So I guess I'll just be open about it. I was actually homeless for about three weeks. Oh, wow. This year. Oh, wow. In Um, London? In London. Oh, boy. Yeah. Something happened with just, like, my living situation. And I was, like, living in, um, not like a shelter, what do you call it, like a hostel Mm. for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And before I moved into my apartment, and I like, just started my job, mm. and I was working on the hair appointment, and I was working on my reunion, mm. I was like working on all these different things, and I would cry every day, mm. I would cry, I'd be angry, I'd be sad, I'd be optimistic, I'd be fearful, I would be like... It's the whirlwind of emotions. So mm. many different emotions, mm-hmm. and I absolutely didn't tell anyone that Mm -hmm. i was really working with Mm -hmm. um just because i was embarrassed Mm -hmm. but also i didn't want to be like i didn't want a pity party Mm -hmm. i didn't want anyone to feel feel bad for me because essentially not that i deserve to be in that place but like it happened Mm -hmm. and i didn't want that to just like i didn't want that narrative to be in Mm -hmm. anyone's head Mm -hmm. you know yeah right um but like out of that like something really beautiful happened like I went to Cannes with my job I got my new apartment and um you know I was like exploring the city and like I was feeling more comfortable mm-hmm. and I was able it, to travel again right, right, um so I think that was rock bottom like oh, not being able to like take care of yourself girl yeah. I lived with like 15 people in 3 weeks I was working at a yoga center I was just doing like like, work for trade, like, classes. Mm. So, thank God they had a shower. I was showering I was doing... People thought I was, like, really, like, <laughs> doing yoga, like, all the time. Like, oh, she's, like, on Instagram. I like, oh we're, so, oh, we're so proud of you. Like, you know, you constantly... Go, no, bitch. No, bitch. I need to take a shower
0: yeah, tonight. Pray. Pray. Okay? Pray.
1: But thank you. Namaste. Yeah, for real. You know? Namaste. But, um... That's yeah, so that was, pretty. like, the rockiest bottom I've been on. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, yeah. like... I wouldn't have it any other way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, would you change anything? Nothing. Not one day, not one moment, not one minute. Not even nurturing these niggas and not getting nothing back from them? No. Definitely not that guy breaking up with you. No, no,
1: no. You he, the one in Florida?
0: Yeah. Girl, he got someone pregnant. That's why he <gasps> really left. <loved>. Wow. <laughs> tea. pulling <laughs> the tea out here. Hey. Me. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> yeah, like it, it was like really,
1: it was depressing. Like I was depressed for a really long time, and again, like when we're young, we don't know like these words. We don't know what how to label these feelings or mm. how to go through it. So again, of just like, yeah, I was I was grieving him for a really long time before mm. I, but I'm not that bitch anymore. Like it's just so crazy. Like you just really think about who you've become. Yeah. Through the situations through that we've gone yeah. through, yeah,
0: and like even though so much shit happens, you're just like, bro, but I'm still here. Like, I'm, yes. not, I'm still alive. Yeah, exactly, wow. still a bad bitch. Okay, still on a bad all bitch. fours. On listen, listen, literally, and it's so important to have those moments, like yeah. when you feel like crap, which is every other day. No. <laughs> I try to think about like those moments and I try to think about like everything that I never thought I could make it through. All the feelings that I never thought I would get out of. And I'm like, bitch, but you made it. So get the fuck up and get out <laughs> made it. <laughs> yes. Um, Alright, so looking forward, yes. What should we be expecting from you in this new decade? And even mm-hmm. if you can paint me, like who is he? going to be in 2020 or what is your life what are you manifesting in 2020 in this new decade
1: what am i manifesting who am i going to be what are the expectations of me and just t i'm manifesting more love more financial stability um a car i'm manifesting Mm -hmm. (laughs) um Uh, My tea house. Yes. I'm manifesting more travel. I'm manifesting more genuine relationships, Mm -hmm. um, more trust. I am manifesting my agency to kind of grow more Mm -hmm. than I mean, my collective to grow into more of an agency where I can do more um, events Mm -hmm. and experiential like opportunities to create experiences for people. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I do want to do more activations at mm-hmm. like music festivals or just like um, like complex cons and mm-hmm. all kinds of conferences and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I want to do more speaking engagements yes. because I feel way more confident mm-hmm. in um, my story or just telling my story. Mm-hmm. Um, for my brand, I don't really want to do... Mm. Okay, how do I explain this? as i'm stepping more into my wellness i want to help entrepreneurs and brands focus on that Mm -hmm. as they're creating the foundation for themselves Mm -hmm. so like in the beginning i was doing like a lot of pr work and stuff like that for companies but what what i want to do now is like creating a whole brand experience from Mm -hmm. that and if not if we are consulting i want to be able to help you learn the who what where when why but Mm -hmm. from more of a a you mm-hmm. found so like, helping versus.
0: brands develop themselves basically, personally, personally, yeah, so
1: they can be who they need to be, like mm-hmm. from a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but also so just still being the plug, like, I like to help people find jobs. I like love that, that, like, you
0: have your Instagram uh bio push the pusher, yeah, yeah. I thought that was so funny when yeah, I saw yeah. it. I was like, she's hilarious,
1: no, because I mean, that's what it is. It's like, if I can't help you, I find someone I to help, help you because again being that chameleon and knowing all yeah. different kinds of people just yeah. like oh like you host Oh, okay yeah. my friend he does events and he actually needs someone right now like yeah. you know yeah. or just like having just like different people in my yeah. life yeah. um so creating that and just like more opportunities for people okay.
0: I'm gonna challenge you okay and I'm gonna ask you personally for tea what is tea manifesting for tea beyond work and all of that I am manifesting more power
1: mm more control yeah
0: yeah okay yeah thank you for coming Um, thanks for having me to the toilet podcast this is really fun I haven't done a podcast in a while so thank you for making this like this moment reminds me why I do this shit even though it takes me forever to get the fuck up and get back to it listen we are moving forward okay period so um, thank you for tuning in oh wow (laughs) (laughs) um where can they find you they
1: can find me on the interwebs, interwebs, um, on Instagram and on Twitter at your favorite cup, yes. not spelt the UK way. So F A V O R I T E. Um, and then my business page is just on Instagram and then just T co on Twitter. And then my website just co and through email and like all the things but i'm around you'll see me you're gonna see me so yes
0: yeah you'll see her um thank you guys for tuning in um make sure you are following us at the toilet podcast definitely um on instagram uh make sure you're subscribing to the toilet podcast and leaving us um ratings, give us a five star if you fuck with what we're doing. Yes. And yeah, so you guys send it time. to your
1: mom and your auntie yes and your cousin and your uncle and your yes. brother. Because everything needs to be flushed. Okay, Period. let's let it go. Period.
0: Period mother effing poo. Okay. All right. Okay. See you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>